Hello. Hello, hello. Today is what? Hump day? Wednesday. The 15th. September 15th. Oh, there's something important today. I totally forgot about. Uh, so, let's, you know, the one thing we haven't really talked about. Welcome back to the During Business Hours podcast. It's before business hours, a little bit late this morning. Uh, so we got about 30 minutes. But uh, how do you assume to open a business? How, how would you go about opening a business? Hey, you just get your business license, get your building, get to it. How so? Uh, you Google how to do it. <laughs> I assume you go down to some sort of office downtown, fill out a way more paperwork than I would expect there to be. Um, I mean, I know from working here, we need like a tax licenses, resale licenses. You got to get licenses for everything you want to do. See, I was stupid. I started at a flea market. So everything I did was under the books until one day somebody from the BOER uh, got reported to come and visit me, even though I was in another business working out of that, doing a separate service Mm -hmm. because my family was reselling furniture. And so we went from selling furniture and, and knickknacks, goods, toys. They were making a lot of money. This is 2013, 2012. And it worked out for them. And then when I broke my phone, went to somebody. Uh, the story is that I paid 375 after taxes to get my screen fixed. And the guy fixed it the next day. It just went black. You know, a real nightmare story of the, uh, the stand. What is it? The nightstand? The nightstand. Yeah, the dreaded nightstand. It just randomly went black. So I take it back to him the next morning. He's like, no, you broke it. You dropped it. No damage, no nothing. Still has the plastic from where he put the screen on. And this is one of the Galaxy S3s back in the day, brand new. I had it in a Tech 21 case. I was like, even if I dropped it, I've had people throw this thing across the, the mall, the kiosks in this case, and it was fine. only reason I broke it was I took it out of the case originally. And so he said no, refused to give me my money back, so I went and bought the part myself after picketing a while and being very petty, telling everybody, oh, you know, F that place, F this place. Don't shop here. They will destroy your device. And then at Denio's, we opened up a a foldable table similar to what we got over here and a metal chair. So from there, we started doing repairs. Me and my brother, after I had fixed maybe... 10 or 15 customers' devices, I started training him to do it because he had previous uh, experience with um, laptops, computers. He had been building stuff for years. And so it was nice. He got me a a heat gun, bought me some stuff on eBay. I was paying him back for it. Call it a micro loan. And uh, when BOER got involved, I didn't have money like that. I was still paying off my own debts. I was way in the, the black. Yeah. Or, yeah, in the red. And uh, so I go from the BOER downtown, and they're like, yeah, just go downtown and file the paperwork today. It's, you know, Saturday. I'm like, how do you you have an office? Oh, yeah, you know, we have a weekend office. You can go drop the paperwork off. Here's the paperwork. Single piece piece of paper. That's all I thought I needed was a BOE operating license. So I guess that's all you needed for uh, Denial's Farmer's Market. Fast forward a year, we get a business location out of somebody else's office of a breaking tire shop. Pretty busy. Don't underestimate the locations. 
you know, real grimy at 100 square feet. They have to go through our office to get into their break shop. So constantly cases or little things go missing. We're like, hey, you know, Mike being the uh, the fictitious owner of this business uh, that's renting the space to us. Hey, you know, we got guys that are stealing stuff from us. Uh, let them know that that's not cool. And they're like, how much could it possibly be? <laughs> we go from that little 100 square foot place, still no business license, still no... Uh, insurance, no taxable ID, nothing, just myself, brother helping on the side. We had one guy who would come in wanted to learn stuff, and we are in business for about a year and a half at this point. Then the tax man comes, says, hey, you know, you need to report your quarterlies. We heard you were making money. Yeah. And then the business license people are like, what do you mean you've been operating without a business license? And I thought the license was all we needed. The point of the story is a lot of people don't know that you need, you know, like a, a set sheet. You can Google it and it'll give you, here's the top three you may need in your industry. Here's the top four you may need in your industry. But I think it'd be nice if somebody made a breakdown of what in your state, in your county, in your industry, what you needed. Hire somebody to make that. Because, oh shit, man, I went the first year and a half with nothing. And uh, made be, it through. Be cool little website. I'm at business at this address, and it's like, okay, here are your here's a one federal form that everyone needs. Here's your two state yeah, forms. Here's, here's a county form yeah. because you're selling peanuts in Nebraska or whatever. You know, whatever. Yeah, just a full breakdown. Because I was thinking about it last night. I'm like, how many people are trying to start similarly today that have no option? <clears throat> Um, and are getting railed for it, you know, especially with 2020, not none of the businesses were open or the business, uh, administration wasn't open. All, all those offices closed. And now you got all these people that have a year into their business that are thriving or, you know, surviving, but have no option to, you know, back it up. Cause I've been hearing stories of people online that are getting closed down because a, they couldn't file their taxes on time. Uh, the BOER gave everyone extensions because their website was down for so long. I know we were at the mercy of it. We went six months without paying our sales tax. But even that was pretty simple to fix. Call them up and they're like, hey, your seller's permit's been revoked. I'm like, I didn't receive a letter. What do we do? Oh, just pay it. There's a $100 fee. Cool. Here's my 2700 bucks. Here's my 4400 bucks for the second. Um... And I just thought it was interesting because all these kids are getting shut down now, but they don't have an outlet to hear file these five things. They got to call a lawyer. They got to call a tax professional. All those people want three to $500 for a consultation. So just to talk with them or get past their secretary, you have to agree to a consultation, pay them money you should not have to pay them for information that should be free on the internet. Mm -hmm. It pisses me off. I've never felt so heated at 2 a.m. in my life. Otherwise, you're going to spend like four hours on the phone talking to a, a clerk at one of the actual yeah. licensing offices. For our types of businesses, we, get, we need a lot of insurance, especially because the liability insurance is so high. We were burglarized at Denio's. We didn't have anything there. They tried to steal a TV that was busted. 
And then um, we didn't have our official break in until 2016. That's when we had like a group of four people come through the back door, cleared out a shit ton of stuff in five minutes. Cops got here in seven minutes, fastest response time. Good job, 2016 cops. Then we got burglarized in 2017, took the cops four and a half hours to get here with the alarm going off and everything. Then we got burglarized in 2021. Was that, that was this year? 2021. That was... January this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was very early this year. Wow. Yeah. So took them seven and a half hours to get there. I had time to sleep the entire night and show up the next morning. <laughs> exactly. I, I sat here and waited and I'm like... I don't know what the hell their job is at this point because they didn't take fingerprints. They refused any information. They were like, oh, you know, just send us the video via email. And then we tried to send in the the list of everything the two burglars had stolen. And that list to their address kept getting sent back. Thank God, because when I had started this business, I had a girlfriend at the time, the crazy, you know, wasn't crazy at the time, who would come every weekend to Denio's. Mm Mm-hmm. Super supportive at the time, trying to get the whole relationship. Oh, let me help you with your your business. And I I didn't take any financial help from her family because she was filthy rich. But uh, there was offers made that were just stupid. Like, oh, you know, if we opened a chain of stores, oh, if I just bought you a couple of programs or paid your insurance for you or whatever. The only thing I ever took for that man they wouldn't give me financing for the first time I needed insurance when I got this location in Carmichael. And so I let him pay it, and then I paid him monthly for six months. So then we got robbed four months in. And that's when we had our, our largest you know robbery to date still, and that paid for 10 years of insurance. Because I'm not going to replace all the laptops that I bought at auction, but they paid me individually for what that value is. Mm-hmm. And... um in the groups a lot of people don't have insurance so that's another thing i feel like a roadmap is needed for people in this industry because you got the guys who are hustlers just buying and selling phones then you got the ones who are buying and selling phones but they're repairing them and then you got the ones who are repairing them while working for somebody else and then you have the store owners Mm -hmm. and those store owners still no insurance no business acumen no idea how to run a business like, I personally don't want to be a boss. I don't like being the operator and the, the CEO, but I will do it. It can be done, but it's not what I prefer to do. I like it to be more of a, a uniform society of everyone working together. You'd prefer to be the uh, I tie on a beach CEO. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, eventually. <laughs> like, I worked seven days a week for five years, six years. Never, I never bitched about it. Nobody ever was like, oh, you can't work Christmas. Even the girlfriend I had at the time that was batshit crazy was totally fine with me working Christmas if need be or New Year's. She was there with me. Only reason now I have to do it is because I have kids. So I have to find somebody to do it. Otherwise, my kids are going to be raised without me. So there's a different mentality of that important time. But still, if there's an emergency or something, it is a business. I will handle it as such. But these these new guys talking about opening stores, and it's been three to five months on the uh, the groups that we're in, complaining that they're not making any money. Or there's another guy who got burglarized, still didn't have insurance. There, we run a, a consultation side business. 
we have turned around a few sh uh, stores and shops and business owners mentalities. So to have so many people, I don't want to be the guy in the group advertising these services. If somebody needs it and they want to ask for help, then I'll give it to them with for a small fee. But to have, let's say, let's say this guy's name is Jason. Opened up a, a storefront, took him six months to build in 2020. Paid almost a hundred thousand to build it, and you know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And so now he's been open less than six months. Opened officially in the end of 2021 or beginning of 2021, and he's done fifteen thousand in sales in five months. Not advertising, not uh, after the first. Anyone. Yeah, after the first couple of months, I'm assuming he has no money for advertising. So, but he has a population of like three to five million people. So, even if he has a bunch of competition, you've, you've got to work still at it. Work. To, you've, got to, yeah. you've got to work at it to get the desired result. Yeah, because yeah, you, you, you go. Custom, you have to go through it broadly and you narrow it down to get it finer yeah cause, well because the cu customers are never going to have just one device mm -mm. and you're never going to have a hundred percent rate <clears throat> with customer happiness so even if 10 customers 10 stores you're only one of those stores and one of those customers there's nine other customers that will need something next time that they can't get from someone else the reason we do so well is because we're an electronics store so we repair all electronics we're not just phones, just stereos, just TVs. There's a couple specialty you shops. You can pay me here. to tear apart anything, and I have done everything. As think of it, yep, right now, that's it. I've done it. Absolutely. Some, it's disgusting. Some of at the times. things you're thinking of require sanitation before service, but uh, it's he's horrible. Done it. Then I've, you know, some of the coolest things are like hand carved lamps from the 40s that these people had tried to hot glue the wires yeah. in. And so we replaced the bulbs, the the fittings, the cap, the inside pole. Um, just You basically built lamps out of yeah. a, an old ruined lamp. Exactly. <laughs> You've had to but, gut them, rewire. Save their family heirloom because apparently a kid had thrown something at it, so on and so forth. It was a highlight of one of my months at a time. And I was like, man, I really feel good that I saved somebody's family heirloom. It makes you feel good at times, but I was speaking to the head of repair lift yesterday, and he was like, well, yeah, we just do phones. If only I did computer repair. I'd make so much more money. No, you'd have so much more liability. Mm -hmm. We don't always have a computer tech on hand. Now, I know computers. I know software. I know hardware. I care not to do it because there's so much liability to do it for the amount of money you make. It's not profitable. We had one guy skip the queue yesterday. All of a sudden, you know, it's a four-hour journey, and he wants it done same day. And I'm like, no, bud, it's going to be a tomorrow thing. I'll come in when I got time, ha handle it, and then we'll talk. Brings another logic board in, says, no, 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 it's not the power supply. It's the power supply. Still saying it's not his power supply, not his processor. He knows it all. And I'm like, why would you just pay me $175 to skip the queue? You have the answer. If, if you knew the answer. What's your purpose? If the, uh, you know, some of the asshole customers get very uppity about what they're, they're doing on their own versus what they have to bring into you, then there's a challenge there. So with 
stuff like that you can add on for the insurance but like i was saying i had gotten the insurance and gotten a decent payday in 2016 allowed me to have breathing room invest in some of the learning to solder to learning other aspects of the industry of repair not just cell phone repair and so you still get a lot of the other owners that are like well if only i could do something else I'm like, well, have you planned for that? Have you, do you look into it? So a roadmap, in my opinion, would help some of these people immensely. Just the, the breakdown or the, the mathematics of how much somebody could make from A to Z if they invested, you know, so on, say 10 grand into mm-hmm. learning or even just one technician sending them through a course for iPhone repair. You know, they they say they make an extra twenty five thousand a year in profit after payroll, but how much do you have to pay that person extra once they learn it? Because they're going to come back and say they want to make more. Certificates means raise. See, but if say I hire somebody with no experience, they come in, I give them the experience, I start them off at fourteen fifty an hour. Six months later, they're at sixteen seventeen bucks. How is that not a decent raise? People want thirty dollars and like instant gratification, and they're still unhappy about it. You need to take an actual technician certifying course to do that. Go work at like Intel or something. See, and then Intel still boots him out. I had a guy who worked at Intel come here, and uh, they boot him after every like six months because they use what is it the similar hiring techniques as Apple. So they hire from a third party firm, so on and so forth. But I think it'd be good to do a, a roadmap for some of these guys where you know. You, how you drive business, how you drive your your liability, you know, to the ground, how you can market yourself, what your profitability margins are, how to how to even determine what your margins are. Cause some of these guys, like I said, James with that store, um, he's thinking of selling it. He put one hundred and eighty grand into that store for six months. That's thirty thousand a month. He's got to make profit to get back six months. That's the profit, not what he has to make each month. Yeah, yeah. So, and he's like, oh, somebody, if they turned it around, made $40,000 a month, you know, they could make that back in a year. Like, that's 15000 in profit a month. Like, we make pretty decent. But from a starting perspective, I was making 10000 with an overhead of, like, 1500 bucks when I was doing it myself. I was one guy, one shop, one table. So I was taking home, like, three, four grand profit. By myself at ten thousand, so that was a forty percent margin. I'll say now with device resales, it's definitely higher. You can get a lot more profit, especially with some of the hype items right now. You know we're doing pretty well. I think our mar- margins are about sixty, sixty-two percent. But that's cases, screen protectors, not all repair. So there's a lot more things that we do than just that. Like some of the house calls that we make are a hundred percent profit. We drive out. Turn your TV back on, boom, there's a hundred bucks. And uh, we got one today at uh, I think 11 o'clock. What time is that one? 11. Yeah, so 11 o'clock. We're going to be going yeah, out to a house. It's going to be a turn it on and off, I guarantee it. She has a TV remote that sounds like she uh, swapped it to mode two or something. <laughs> She's on the wrong input. I'll turn it off, turn it on, set it to the right input. Thank you, ma'am. Get all the inputs. Get all I'll the process your payment currently. 
you know, the expectation is there, though. We let her know she could do this herself, and she still wanted us to come out two days later. Sent her the YouTube video, and she was like, no, no, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm 70, please help. And we're like, okay, <laughs> so, ma'am, got you. But preparing for the needs to open a business, and then the expectation it's just going to work out is horrible. It's a grind. doesn't matter if you got a roadmap. But making the roadmap for people who are already in the grind gives them something to shoot for. And I think that's what we're going to work on. Something that uh, people can use like that. Because there's so many of these guys that are failing. And it's very sad. Because I, I remember when I had nothing, I would have to take payments from customers. Take some of that money to get the parts and the materials to fix it. Turn around and then give it back to them in a timely manner. That's hustle. I didn't have any experience, no money for parts or tools on my own. So there was times I had to buy parts or repair tools from Home Depot or Amazon and then return them right after just so my bank account wasn't in the negative. That's how I had to do it. So when I hear some of these people saying, I got $3,000 and I can't afford this PC computer that I really want. Yeah, you can go do something to earn more money. Do you think you only get paid every two weeks because you work one job right now? Say 20 hours a week? Or can you go Uber drive or can you deliver groceries for the elderly? Somebody on Craigslist will pay you, you know, $300 to pee on them. If you can make money like that by taking a piss, you do 10 times a day probably if you're hydrated. You can make money. Not not the first thing you should jump to, but we got options out there, people. There's always something you can make money on. If you got you have to be a hustler to make it in America, one way or another. You either got to be dedicated to the plan that you build, or you got to be dedicated to earning the money to cover any of the short-sighted, you know, shortfalls. An emergency fund is pivotal, no matter what. I've always kept a certain amount of cash aside just in case something happens. And that's ever since that first burglary, I took 25% of that, put it away. I'm like, I got an emergency fund now. I hear this from every entrepreneur. You got to have an emergency fund. Six months of your total operating costs. Perfect. Set aside. Haven't touched it. The rest of the money, I know. Sometimes I'll fuck off with it. Do stupid things. But other times we make good moves. And uh, go from there. I think we're going to wrap it up there. We should be right around 24 minutes or so. So, anything else for the uh, consumers today? Oh, happy birthday. I was waiting for that. (laughs) (laughs) Since you were late today, I figured I'd uh, I'd kick it off there. But it's Eric's birthday, so anyone want to give him a shout-out, give him a call, swing on by. We'll be here.